Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to a ep- new episode. I, I just caught myself up because I before I started, I was going to say something different than, well, hey there. And I I froze. I said, well, hey there. So whatever. Who cares? Hi, everyone. I hope you're doing well. Hi, Clay. How are you today? I'm good, Elsa. You got to stick with the with the old reliables <laughs> in a time in time of stress. Just go yes, with, I, you know. Apparently, my brain insists on it because you know my or, or my mouth insists on it because my brain said do something else and my mouth was like blah. So whatever, whatever. Uh, off to a roaring start. I promise, guys, it, it's going to get better after this. We've got some great topics for you, but first, our little intro music. y'all clearly i'm out of sorts hopefully you're not out of sorts clay you got to keep this train running on the track so you're going to be able to do that with me tonight <laughs> i i sure i why not I, I that's why we do this we're a team one of us exactly falls, one picks it up and runs with it that's all yes yeah you know what i had this moment um maybe like a half hour ago as i was kind of setting a few more things up here getting ready for us to to do our thing and all this and i went wow you know what if Clay had like an emergency or something just came up and he, and he texted or called or messaged and said, Hey, listen, I got a bail tonight. Um, you, you got this right. I would say, yeah, yeah, no, of course, no problem. Cause that's what Clay does when I do that to him. And, um, I was thinking to myself, no, I'm actually, I would, I would just probably sit here and just stare at the camera and not know what to do. I don't, I don't know how to do this without you, Clay anymore. I don't even, I don't even think I could. This is very I, sad I'm and good. Sure I don't know. You've got you listen, you've got there's plenty of plenty of tools in the kit bag. You could pull <laughs> this off. I have all the faith in the world. You did this for a uh, long time before there was us, and I'm sure you could do it again without any problems. I appreciate that. I appreciate that vote of confidence. I don't I don't know if our viewing audience will have that same vote of confidence, but we're gonna I'm gonna tell myself that they do. Uh, listen, we've got some uh, some great topics for everybody, don't we? Um, thanks to you, of course. Uh, number one, we're going to be talking about the uh, social media CEOs were under fire recently. Uh, they had to testify before a Senate Judiciary Committee uh, because of child exploitation, which is obviously a, a, a serious and huge uh, concern and reality of social media. Now, this has been going on since the beginning of social media, and um, it's fascinating that we're we're now deciding to address it. and And I know that's an unfair statement. Uh, I know this has been an ongoing conversation. Um, so, so let's kind of break this down a little bit. Uh, we know that it was uh, Meta, which is uh, Zuckerberg, uh, Snap, the CEO of Snapchat. Don't know his name. Uh, Twitter or X, formerly known as Twitter. We're all going to call it Twitter forever, right? Um, TikTok and Discord. Now, everybody except for Discord, I have used or do use for my social media stuff. I think, is Discord just like video game stuff? Is that what that is? Do you know? um, So my my son uses it and um, it is a group chat function um, from my understanding. I've I've never used it either. Um, but he always says, you know, hey, I'm going to jump on with my friends on Discord and I'm going to do X, Y, Z. 
whatever it is. So it's a capability for them to communicate in groups. I think they can group themselves up. Um, you know, he probably has multiple Discord groups, if I understand things correctly. Mm-hmm. But yes, it's just a communication platform, probably in in the vein of WhatsApp uh, would be uh, my okay. something like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I think I just assume I, well, I did just assume it was like, had to do with video gaming and people playing video games together. Cause I feel like I've seen like on TikTok, people who use discord will, will reshare stuff over there. I don't know. Listen, whatever the kids like to do, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess it technically it's not whatever it is. It's a lot of serious things going on. Um, they, they wanted to address safety, of course. And, um, there, there were some big, I don't want to call them highlights, uh, big, uh, events, big things that went on at this, that were kind of shocking things you'd never think you'd hear or see happen, which is a CEO of a major billion dollar company apologizing. And that was pretty fascinating. That was uh, Zuckerberg. Now, th- this is actually a little bit of a long video. I- I'm going to play it for you because I-, I think it's I-, I think it's really relevant to show the whole thing. It's like it's like just under five minutes. Um, but this is the whole exchange between uh, Josh Hawley and Mark Zuckerberg. And at the end, you see this apology, which is uh, I-, I really want to dissect that and get into that afterwards. So here's that. Mr. Zuckerberg, let me start with you. Did I hear you say in your opening statement that there's no link between mental health and social media use? Senator, what I said is I think it's important to look at the science. I know it's people widely talk about this as if that is something that's already been proven. And I think that the bulk of the scientific evidence does not support that. Well, really, let, let me just remind you of some of the science from your own company. Instagram studied the effect of your platform on teenagers. Let me just read you some quotes from the Wall Street Journal's report on this. Company researchers found that Instagram is harmful for a sizable percentage of teenagers, most notably teenage girls. Here's a quote from your own study. Quote, we make body image issues worse for one in three teen girls. Here's another quote. Teens blamed Instagram. This is your study for increases in the rate of anxiety and depression. This reaction was unprompted and consistent across all groups. That's your study. Senator, we try to under, understand the uh, the feedback and, and how people feel about the services. We can improve. Wait a minute. Your, own, dad, your are... own study says that you make life worse for one in three teenage girls. You increase no, Senator, anxiety and depression. Said. That's what it says. And you're here testifying yes. to us in public that there's no link. You've been doing this for years. For yes. years, you've been coming in public and testifying under oath that there's absolutely no link. Your product is wonderful. The science is nascent. Full speed ahead. While internally, you know full well your product is a disaster for teenagers. Senator, and yet you keep true. right on doing what you're doing. Right? That's not true. That's not true. Let me let me let me show you some other but facts I, mean, I know can, that you're you familiar carry, with. You I, well, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's, I mean, not, a that's, that's not, not a question. That's not a question. Those are facts, Mr. Zuckerberg. That's not that's a not, question. That's, those aren't facts. Here, let me show you some more facts. Here are some here's some information from a whistleblower who came before the Senate testified under oath in public. He worked for you. He's a senior executive. Here's what he showed he found when he studied your products. So, for example, this is girls between the ages of 13 and 15 years old. 37% of them reported that they had been exposed to nudity on the platform unwanted in the last seven days. 24% said that they had experienced unwanted sexual advances they'd been propositioned in the last seven days. 17% said they had encountered self-harm content pushed at them in the last seven days. Now, I know you're familiar with these stats because he sent you an email where he lined it all out. I mean, we've got a copy of it right here. 
My question is, who did you fire for this? Who got fired because of that? Senator, we study all this because it's important and we want to improve our service. Well, you just told me a second ago that you studied it, that there was no linkage. Who Senator, did you fire? You, yeah, I said you mischaracterized 37% of teenage girls between 13 and 15 were exposed to unwanted nudity in a week on Instagram. You knew about it. Who did you fire? Senator, this is why we're building all Who the did you fire? tools. Senator, that's, I don't think that that's... Who did you fire? Uh, I'm not going to answer that. Because um, <laughs> I mean, you didn't is, fire anybody, right? You didn't take Senator, any significant I, I action. It's appropriate to talk about... It, it, like it's not appropriate. Decisions that Do you know who's like sitting that? behind you? You've got families from across the nation whose children are either severely harmed or gone, and you don't think it's appropriate to take a, talk about steps that you took? The fact that you didn't fire a I'm single person? To, Let me I ask you this. Let me ask you this. Have you compensated any of the victims? Sorry? Have you compensated any of the victims? I, These I, girls, have you compensated them? I don't believe so. You, why not? Don't you think they deserve some compensation for what your platform has done? Help with counseling services? Help with dealing with the issues that your your service has caused? Our, our job is to make sure that we build tools to help keep people safe. Are you going to compensate them? Senator, our job and what we take seriously is making sure that we build Industry-leading tools to find harmful to make money, take it off the services, uh, to make money, and to build tools that empower parents. So you didn't take any action. You didn't that's take any true, action. Senator. You didn't fire anybody. You haven't that's compensated a single not, victim. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. There's families of victims here today. Have you apologized to the victims? I, Would I'm, you like to do so now? Well, they're here. You're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures. Would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people? You know, why, Mr. Zuckerberg, why should your company not be sued for this? Why is it that you can claim you hide behind a liability shield? You can't be held accountable. Shouldn't you be held accountable personally? Ooh. So that was a lot. That, that's a lot to unpack there. Uh, the the stats and the numbers and and all of those things are a lot to unpack. And um, and maybe it isn't even. I mean, it's it's all stuff that we know already. That that this is uh, social media is incredibly detrimental to children. They don't belong on social media, quite frankly. I think we, I think we all can somewhat agree on that. Um, but it's like the, the horse is already out of the barn. So now what, you know, how do, how do you limit their, um, accessibility? I, and, and there's plenty of people, plenty of people that'll say, well, it's the parent's job to, to, to do that. Well, once your kids are out of the house, literally physically outside of your home, you don't have that level of control. So are you taking cell phones away? You know, I mean, what are you doing realistically in, in real world time as a parent to counter this? And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. And there does need to be accountability. Do I think the government should be getting involved in that level? Now we're getting into a slippery slope. Uh, I've been running my mouth. You tell me what you think on all this. So I, I will tell you that, you know, Senator Hawley, um, and if you watch more of the footage, this 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 entire scene 
recreated itself multiple times. Senator Kennedy, Senator Cotton, uh, Senator Blackburn. It was all the same thing. They, they got a, a different CEO up there. They got badgered by the congressman. This, the thing, this is an important conversation for all of us to have. Our elected leaders, to me, look like assholes. Pardon my mouth. Mm -hmm. This is not the way to have this conversation. It's not right. counterproductive. There was nothing accomplished other than grandstanding. Z absolutely zero. That whole thing. If, if Senator Holly tried that in a court of law in the United mm -hmm. States as a lawyer, the judge would hold him in contempt for badgering a witness period. Mm -hmm. If that was right. Zuckerberg on the stand being examined by a prosecuting or defense attorney and he talked to him like that and didn't let him answer and just badgered and badgered and badgered him like that, that would not stand in a court of law. But our congressmen get away with it because mm -hmm. the rules are not the same. Um, Senator Cotton did the same thing with the, um, I think it was the CEO of Snapchat. Snapchat, uh, yes. You know, uh, Senator Blackburn did it mm -hmm. with Zuckerberg and, and she looked exceptionally dumb because she said, Oh, you know, Mr. Zuckerberg, you, you reduced these children to 200, a value of $270. That's the value of their lives because he, because his company did what companies do. And they did the math. We have X amount of teenagers. We spend mm -hmm. this amount of advertising. We spent, you know, there's this much return. They did the math and it came out to $270 per head. Mm -hmm. not say, nor would any business ever value a human's life at $270, valued them as a customer at $270, right? Mm -hmm. That's what businesses do. But our, but our national level leadership can't help themselves and can't control themselves to have a meaningful conversation on, on a, an extremely meaningful topic. Yeah. Do exactly what you talked about, which was get to the bottom of what is the best way to manage this, mm -hmm. you know? Yes. Do parents hold some responsibility? Sure. Does the government need to get involved with censorship? Because that's what you're starting to get into. Um, right. I, I'm not I'm not on board with that. Um, you know. Should the platform regulate what people say on it? Well, we kind of ran into that with the last election, right? This right. Is why Elon Musk bought Twitter, turned it into X, because our government and the mainstream media were in cahoots with Twitter to suppress our, you know, people, elected officials from using it in the way that they saw fit. Right. So this is a very, very slippery slope. And I will tell you that that entire however many days that was that they were testifying mm -hmm. was 100 percent wasted taxpayer money. They mm -hmm. accomplished absolutely nothing. It was stupid. It was a waste yeah. of time. That's mm -hmm. my opinion. I, I think they should all be ashamed of themselves because it was a great opportunity that they wasted by mm -hmm. running their mouths. Okay. Right. I'm, I'm off of my soapbox. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't, uh, I don't disagree with you, honestly. I, I, I don't, um, you know, so you can go right back to exactly what you said. So what was the conclusion? What was the determination here? What is going to happen? What was, you know, what was achieved through this other than, you know, humiliating Zuckerberg, which, by the way, of course, I, I have no sympathy for him whatsoever. Uh, but that was a, a humiliating 
uh, experience without a doubt. And, uh, and for the other ones too, I think you mentioned the uh, CEO of Snapchat. Uh, he actually just, I think he kind of like preemptively got up and apologized to, uh, to the families and uh, the families, I, I think you heard that, or I think our audience heard that, uh, these are the people that were in the audience, um, were, uh, family members of youths, children and teenagers who had uh, either committed suicide uh, as a result of online bullying or by uh, from purchasing uh, drugs um, through these apps or, you know, meeting people through these apps where they could buy, buy drugs and died of like fentanyl overdoses. Um, so, you know, it, like you said, there's a, a lot, there was a lot of grandstanding going on there, a lot of theatrics happening and, and nothing really that can come of it. You know, they've been trying to ban TikTok for uh, how long now? How many years now? Uh, it, we're probably going on like three years probably. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, definitely, I might be longer because I want to say that it kind of they started that during the Trump administration. So I think we're oh right, we're, we're yeah, plus you're right. three years, maybe five years. Yeah, that's um, right. It was definitely yeah. during Trump, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know it, it's a it it's a really difficult thing. You know, I you know I am I'm the first one to admit it. Uh, social media is so woven into the fabric of what I do. It is all. Uh, media and social media base. Do I want social media to go away? No, I don't want TikTok to go away. I don't want Facebook. To, I don't want any of them to go away. Uh, do I want them to be safer places for people to engage in? Yes, I would love that. But you brought up the the you know really significant important point. Where do we draw these lines? Who decides who should be censored? Who decides, you know, now when we're talking about children, which, of course, this, you know, at the heart of this, that's really who we're yeah. talking about. Where does the responsibility lie? What are the capabilities here um, of of correcting this, of preventing these types of things from happening? And and I don't actually think that you can without shutting it all down. You know, because they tried uh, for the longest time, maybe even that's still like the, you know, kind of the joke of these things. You know, they ask you when you sign up for these apps, are you 18 and older or 14 and older, 13 and older? Uh, yes. OK. You know, so there, there's nothing. So I, I don't think there is a solution here other than parents do have to step up as best as they can and um control as much as they humanly can and and i and i think really it's give your kids a really really strong solid foundation at home and um and this is not a knock to these families who have lost children to these events and things that that happen on here it's like a cautionary tale really so it's not an attack I, I, i'm not accusing them of being negligent parents um everybody's just doing the the very best that they can and um you know and i i think because of what's out there we we have to do more and we have to try harder and um Man, give your kids that foundation at home where they can't be, you know, make them bulletproof so that they can't be affected by these things. And I know that's easier said than done, but I don't know any other solution. I really don't. Yeah. I think, you know, 
I think there's a hardware software uh, component to this that people aren't really, you know, as a protective measure that people aren't necessarily exploring. Somebody is always going to exploit social media for the wrong reasons. Um, It's like anything else. I mean, that's unfortunately the way the world works, but I think, you know, if, if you, if someone came up with a a phone, right, a smartphone Mm -hmm. that had limited capabilities that, that can't be altered, right? Right. Cannot accept social media apps. Can't even install them on the phone. Mm -hmm. You know, can't, you know, it's, it's like a permanent firewall. You know, it's not a, you know, there's no SIM card you can swap out. There's no, right. it is a, you know, you can't jailbreak the phone, right? <laughs> Back that old term. But if somebody could come up with a child safe smartphone mm-hmm. where, you know, it, it's, it's, if somebody could come up with that and I'm not that guy, but you know, somebody out mm-hmm. there is, that where is where I think this child safety issue, I think gets resolved. Because yeah. you're not going to change the platforms. And even if you do change the platforms, as soon as you change them, somebody's going to figure out how to change them back or exploit them or use them in a new and different way, et cetera. Um, yeah. So I think the fight is in in a hardware-software combination that is just incapable. Just mm-hmm. incapable. Um, that, you know, unless you got somebody, you know, firing off from, you know, the NSA <laughs> or something like that, you know, right. can't can't really alter the the capability of the phone or the tablet or the you know the laptop Chromebook whatever mm-hmm. it is that the kids are using but again it, it's that it still requires oversight it still yeah. requires parental involvement mm-hmm. guardian involvement if it's not you know the actual parent whatever it is whoever that adult mm-hmm. is in that child's life to be re- a responsible responsible influence for that child to make sure to, to be involved, to look at the kid's phone, to dig through the kid's phone and to have that same relationship. Like you were talking about that foundation with that child where you say, okay, Mm -hmm. give me the phone. All right. And, and you can unlock it and you know, you unlock it and you can dig through everything that they have. And the kid stands there and goes, go ahead. There's nothing Mm -hmm. on there, you know, and, and, you know, and, and that's the way it works. Right. Um, and if you have great kids and you have a great relationship with your kid and, you know, then maybe you don't have to worry about this. But even if the kids do everything right, there's mm-hmm. still horrific, horrible adults out there. that are going to try and exploit this. And that was one of yeah. the things that really upset me the most about, you know, Senator Hawley beating up Zuckerberg. And again, I don't have any sympathy for that guy either. But, mm-hmm. you know, when he's like, oh, 17 girls, I think was the number used, have been exposed to nudity, unwanted nudity in the last week. You know, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Well, Senator Hawley, what are you going to do about the criminals who are offering pornography to, to minors? Like, what are you right. doing about that? You're going to pass mm-hmm. another law that nobody pays attention to because you're a congressman and that's all you can do. Mm-hmm. But you're going to sit there and yell at Zuckerberg because he hasn't gone in and personally monitored every piece of communication that's happened across the meta platforms. Give me a break. Right. Um, I, it was just a horrible wasted opportunity. I think our congressional leadership and especially that judiciary committee should all be ashamed of themselves. That was it was a gross, gross waste of everybody's time. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, you know, it, it comes across certainly and I think it certainly is uh, ju- just their way of uh, pretending to appease 
uh, a crowd of people who are, you know, yes. coming in there and shaking their fists at them and wagging their finger and saying, you need to do something about this. Oh, okay. Well, uh, you know, we'll do, we'll do something. Sure. And they know, they know perfectly well that essentially their hands are tied, that this is, you know, so far out of their capabilities of, of squashing, of doing anything about, um, uh, yeah, it, it was basically a joke. And, um, yeah. And, you know, and the funny thing is too, is, uh, I read somewhere that, uh, the very measures that they're like recommending and suggesting it's, it's all of the kids are the ones that are going, it'll no, no, leave it alone. You know, the kids are all going, no, it's just stay out of our business. You know, leave our stuff alone. <laughs> so, you know, the very people they're trying to protect are like, yeah, no, thanks. We're good. Thank you. No. <laughs> so it's a little bit funny in that sense, but you know, what would, what else would kids say? Teenagers in, in particular, of course, they don't want everybody in their business. And sure. uh, as a side note, I do know that there are some, uh, there's some apps out there. I believe it's either, it's either, I don't think it's the phone itself. Like you were saying, which I think is a great idea. I think there's like monitoring apps. It's basically like the newest, latest version of parental controls. Uh, there are apps that you can download and, uh, you know, essentially attach um, electronically to your kids' phones and you can track their their online uh, experience and have some control over that. And there was, I, I was actually watching an argument about that uh, uh, one of the, on one of the social media platforms, of course. And, and somebody was, you know, arguing that, you know, it's an invasion of privacy and your, your kids deserve some, you know, privacy and, and autonomy and blah, blah, blah. No, they don't. No, no, they Not don't. Unless they earn it. <laughs> Exactly. Unless they earn it and their parents give it to them. That's exactly. It. And That's you know, and comments works. like that, right, are like right there. Part of what you see is uh, as as a problem that you know, no, your your kids, you know, your what you're calling privacy and all time. When my kid's taking a shower or a bath and they're of, of an age to do that by themselves, they don't need any help. Yes, that's privacy. They may have privacy on the computer on their phone that I pay for. <laughs> no. Nope, not an option. So, and if you have a problem with it, I, I guess you don't watch your phone that bad, do you, honey? And that is what we call parenting, people. <laughs> this is correct. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, this is going to be an ongoing thing for as long as social media exists. Yeah. Um, this, this will be an issue and uh, we will always be readdressing it and trying to come up with solutions. And Congress is not the ones to solve the problem. We already know that, right? Nope, absolutely not. Uh, next in line, let's talk about, you get to do all the talking on this one. We are going to be talking about the U.S. retaliation in the Middle East. This is your baby right here. You got it, on the, the knowledge. It, it, I, I said last week what I expected to happen, um, what would have been mm -hmm. the appropriate response, which was uh, a a precision strike against a target or two of high level importance, um, you know, whether it was a person or a facility. And I was thinking, and I, I may have even said it was something in in Iran specifically, because we made mm -hmm. all the ties and everybody knows it. It's common knowledge. Now, all this stuff is tied back to Iran, all these groups, the Houthis and, and Hamas and Hezbollah, they're all being backed by Iran. This is, the, they're the genesis the, of evil. Um, so my expectation was to send a message that we would precision strike a person or a facility, something of great import, 
you know, related to directly to Iran, not indirectly, but directly to Iran. We did no such thing. We launched a whole bunch of strikes on a whole bunch of nothing. Yeah. 85 targets right in Iraq and Syria. Uh, They hit a command control uh, operations, munition supply, uh, let's see, a logistics hub uh, and a drone storage unit. That's that's what I have. That's what I have listed. More or less. Nothing. It was the same stuff they were doing before the three U.S. service members Mm. got killed. It, it, this is it, literally the target list is continually built and it's updated based on new gained intelligence, blah, 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 blah. That's just how normal operations work, you know, and mm-hmm. and and on a daily basis, there's a command and control, you know, levels of command and control decide what are we going to do today? Where are we going to strike? What assets are we going to put against it? Whether it's drones or airplanes or people, whatever it is. And we picked from the same list. We picked from the same list that we had before. This was nothing of any great response. It was a waste. It was embarrassing. Um, if I was the family members or part of the unit that those three service members uh, belong to, or if I was their family members, I would be livid right now that we have done nothing of significance in response. 85 strikes means jack because it's a number, but it doesn't mean they're of any significance whatsoever. You can drop bombs in the sand in the middle of nowhere and say, well, we, we, you know, we flew, you know, 17 missions last night and we dropped 30,000 pounds or whatever. doesn't matter. If you didn't hit anything that's of value means mm-hmm. nothing. So a total miss by DOD, another failure, um, failure to respond appropriately. Um, you know, another miss by the white house and everybody okay. associated. Do you feel like it was a failure to respond timely as well? I've seen that uh, criticism that it was a, a failure to respond in a timely manner. There were people that, of course, wanted a, 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 an immediate response and retaliation. And um, and there was not, of course. And the, and the reasoning coming from, um, from the officials, it was uh, weather conditions, basically. Is that track no. for you? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't track. And here's okay. why. Is because we advertise things as, as all weather. We have all weather yeah. fighters, right? We have all weather munitions. We have all mm-hmm. the, you know, very, very few things are deterred by weather anymore. Helicopters are mm-hmm. one of them for sure. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we don't tend to put people on the ground, you know, in sandstorms, bad weather, those kinds of things, because helicopters and, you know, and the Osprey and whatever other platforms are using like that, um, you know, that it's dangerous. Um, other than that, no, everything else is is pretty much all weather. Now, what I would tell you though, and, and this is why they reverted back to the the list, the pre existing list, was mm-hmm. they didn't have any good intelligence. This mm. is a failure. This is a failure by the intelligence community to have anything in the queue that they could sit on to have an ace in the hole, whatever you want to call it, where they could say, "Nope, here's it's the time. This is time. It's time to hit this target. This is a big one. This is a tier one, or whatever they want to call it." We need to strike this tonight and and to have the package built, you know, whatever aircraft or whatever platform they're going to use and say, OK, here it is. We got it all on a piece of paper. It's been prepared for weeks since we had this target. Nothing's changed. We can confirm that so and so is still in the same location or, you know, they clearly haven't moved this massive, you know, nuclear research facility, whatever they're going to hit. Um, go do this now. It's ready to mm-hmm. go. Here's the package. Go do it. They didn't have it or they right. chose. Or they chose not to do it. It's one mm-hmm. or the other. 
So either the intelligence community is terrible at their job and they didn't have anything put together that they could strike, or they do have those kinds of targets and the administration chose not to exploit them. One of the two things. There's no in between. And you'll mm-hmm. I, the timely thing I don't buy, the weather thing I don't buy. This is a either a, a lack of capability, um, a lack of intelligence information, or it's a lack of guts. Mm-hmm. That, that's where I sit on that. I, it was it was terrible, horrible execution. And now, um, so uh, admittedly, I don't follow this as well as I should. So from my lack of knowledge here, this is where this is coming from. I don't feel like I've heard there t- be talk about a a central figurehead, a person like your uh, Hussein or your Bin Laden. This you know per- this target person. I- am I completely wrong that they're they're not there isn't like this figurehead essentially that they're gunning for who's running everything or or is there just so many players so many groups and factions of groups what's the actual the actual so so, i mean so again everything's backed by iran and the iranian government and and we Mm -hmm. did um we did strike the the general you know a couple of years ago that was running the um iranian republican guards a kuds force um Mm -hmm. what was his name soleimani Right. So they, you know, they ordered they killed him in Iraq uh, with a strike and that, you know, pissed off everybody in in Iran and in that part of the world. Mm -hmm. So, of course, they they have a replacement for that guy. Like there's a new commander, you know, that that job should be the most um, dangerous job on the planet is Mm. to is to command that organization, because you should know when you take that over. Um, you are, you know, in the top five on the U S kill list every day. And if Mm -hmm. you step out of line, they're going to know where you are and they're going to smoke you where you stand. Um, that, that is the type of response that we should have had, but no, the way the terrorist, the global terrorist network works Mm -hmm. is every, you know, Hamas has got its own kind of leadership chain. The Houthis have their own leadership chain. You know, Hezbollah has got their own thing. They all know it's target the West. And then they kind of operate within their own sphere. And when they need something, they go to their connections in Iran and go, hey, we need more X. We need more money. We need more weapons. We need more explosives. We need more whatever. Um, And that's just it's all very loosely tied together. But Mm -hmm. it is all kind of, you know, centered right now out of Iran. Um, There is no, you know, everybody thought for years that bin Laden was running every terrorist organization in the world, mm-hmm. you know, from what turned out to be Abbottabad, about Pakistan. Um, they thought for years it was out of caves, you know, in the, you right. know, um, but that's not how that works. That's not how any of that stuff works. Terrorist organizations, mm-hmm. the greater terrorist organizations don't run day-to-day operations. Like the guy mm-hmm. at the top is not directing, you know, things on a daily basis. It's very much go forth and kill Americans. And and if you need something, come get us. And, you know, it's it's, it's all very decentralized and it's that way on purpose. It works mm-hmm. that way. So, no, is there a, a figurehead, a central bin Laden style who Saddam Hussein figures, you know, figurehead? Uh, unless you're going to mm-hmm. kill a state leader literally in Iran. Mm-hmm. And now you're talking you're talking about high level war. Um, unless you're going to do that, then no. Um, okay. 
the, the general that runs the, you know, the Kuds force, the Iranian Republican Guard Corps, whatever it was called. Um, that guy, you know, that guy should not sleep well every night because he should be scared that he's going to get killed mm-hmm. by the Americans. But they didn't do it. So oh, missed boy. opportunity. What uh, if you could make a prediction? What's going to happen next? Nothing. If you had to take a guess, nothing, no, nothing. No, nope. Yeah. No, it's going to be more of the same. We're going to have Americans on these little outposts. You know, um, we can't, there won't be a troop buildup. There won't be any of that stuff. It'll be business as usual. There'll be another one of these strikes. Um, in fact, there's probably strikes every day that we don't even hear about. Um, yeah. And, and you know, you, you've got Americans at risk every day and nothing changes. It's just the same every day. Mm, it's exhausting. Yep. Exhausting. Same, uh, same song, different day. It's, yeah. uh, it's sad and so many lives at stake for it too. It's, uh, it's just, a uh, very disheartening to say the least. Yeah. And, and, and there's, you know, American kids sitting over there every day, mm-hmm. ass on the line, just like they're, you know, everybody thought we backed out of that disastrous, you know, departure from Afghanistan that all this stuff was, you know, kind of over with oh, the global war on terror, blah, blah. No, it hasn't stopped. They just moved mm-hmm. it to a different place. That's all. Yeah. And it, right now yeah. it's in Iraq. It's back in Iraq and Syria and, and we're doing the same stuff. Mm. Uh, so in a, you know, I'm, I'm switching our order slightly on us clay here because this ties in a little bit better. Um, you know, talking about our, our border wall and our, our the border bill. Um, cause as we know, uh, people from all, all countries, you know, I don't know, I, you know, I don't know what people think, but I think, you know, a lot of people do just have this idea that people are coming over from Mexico and maybe not realizing where else they're coming from. They're coming from all over the place. And, um, we're, we're, tr- you know, <laughs> well, I was gonna say, we're trying to do something about it, but I don't yeah. know who's we, who's we, I don't, you know, who's we here. Um, they presented this border bill. So let me see. I switched our order. So it's a bipartisan uh, border security bill. Uh, this has been floating around. They are fighting over it. Uh, the House Republicans are, I think, uh, the last that I knew are basically saying not going to happen. We're not going to yep. sign it. Uh, and of course, the Democrats are saying, you know, well, we're giving you what you want. And now you don't want it. And and the um you know, the Republicans are saying, oh, well, you're you're slipping a whole bunch of stuff in here. That's a big fat nope, which is more aid to Ukraine and uh, where else? A few other places, too. Um, uh, I can't even see now. Oh, Israel and Taiwan, um, and, you know, and they're trying to slip things in there that are just not our border related. Um, and of course, now the progressives aren't happy either. Because it sounds too Trump-like to them. So nobody is happy with this bill proposal. (laughs) And meanwhile, you know, here we are with our our borders still wide open. Yeah, it was a a garbage bill to begin with. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, I've heard it um, referenced as, you know, dead on arrival. And it is. It's Mm -hmm. never going to pass as it stands. like it's not even close to getting yeah. through. And that the first indicator was exactly what you said, which was all the pork that was in there for mm-hmm. Ukraine and Israel and Taiwan and all this other stuff. You knew that it was a crap border bill when it had that stuff in it. Um, 
And what you do have continue to grow is the governors in the other states, you know, pitching in and helping Texas. Um, yes. And, and, you know, that is gaining more and more steam all the time. Um, they've come to the same conclusion that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, which is he can't federalize everybody. <laughs> the president can't, he can't federalize every national guard. They can't afford it. So mm-hmm. even if he federalizes Texas and he takes Texas away from governor Abbott, then governor Noam is going to jump in and she's going to send the, the, right. you know, the folks from South Dakota, and then they're going to come over from Arkansas and then they're going to come over from wherever. And, and because they know, um, that this is affecting everyone. And, yeah. and you said it before when we were talking about um, the social media stuff. Mm-hmm. Fentanyl, if nothing else, right? I'm not even talking about the right. human trafficking, the the potential for terrorists, you know, coming across the border, all that mm-hmm. other stuff. If nothing else, the cartels and fentanyl are reason enough for every state to get involved with this. Because yes. that's where it's coming from, and it affects everybody. Every city, every state in the union is affected by fentanyl, mm-hmm. and that's where it's coming from. So, you know, for all of them, I, I I don't think the number has grown. I think we're still at 26 or whatever it is that we were a couple of weeks ago. I think so. I think it's still um, the same, right? But it's getting louder is what you're seeing. Um, yes. and, I, and, and the governors are, I think, it seems like they're emboldening each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they are getting progressively louder as one says something, you know, you get, you get a, somebody who hasn't said a word yet that goes, yeah, you know, and they, and they jump into right. it and it's ga- it's gaining some fervor, um, which is a good thing. And, you know, and you've got governor Abbott, uh, God, God love him. Who's basically mm-hmm. looking the president in the eye and saying, I don't care what, yeah. I don't care, you know, um, so, but the, the bill itself is a waste. It's garbage. Um, it, it really does almost nothing. Um, if you go through and read it, I think there's like 10 or 11 major points. If you just want the Cliff's Notes version, you can probably mm-hmm. get that out of it. But at the bottom, every, every time I've seen one of those summaries, you know, the bo- like the bottom two statements are, oh, by the way, Ukraine, you know, oh, by the right. way, you know, we're also throwing this in there. Um, right. But it's it's garbage. It's a crap bill. It's a horrible effort. It will go anywhere. So again, it's more wasted time by mm-hmm. our elected officials. Good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great job, great job, guys. We really appreciate your your efforts there. And of course, that is sarcasm from both of us. In case you yeah. all missed it. Um, yeah, the you, you, and you're right. There's you know there's a bunch of key points there. And, you know, what's going to happen is what always happens is that everyone on the left is going to say, well, you know, we're, we're, they, what you tried, you know, we tried, but you know, Republicans don't want it. You know, they say they want this border and but, you know, they really don't because they won't put this bill through. And of course, the Republicans are, are going to say, well, yeah, because you're trying to slip all this other crap through that has nothing to do with it. And we're saying, no, absolutely not. So it's. It, and, you know, the American people, whichever side they fall on, are, are going to, you know, pick their side and say, well, you Democrats, you know, won't blah, blah, blah. And the other side is going to say, you Republicans won't blah, blah, blah. And the people that are actually reading everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's uh, what a source of frustration. And, and I think you said what's really important here uh, as far as action 
is that these states, these 26 states, hopefully more as uh, time goes on, uh, are getting more and more emboldened by each other to defend our borders. And uh, it's it's crazy that our states uh, have to take this on on their own without the federal government helping secure our borders. I mean, if we let that sink in for a minute, our, our government, our federal government says, nah, we're just going to let it happen. It, it's actually worse than that, Elsa. It's, it's not just that they are inactive. It's not mm-hmm. a lack. They're actively opposed to the things that Governor Abbott is doing. They're yeah. fighting against his efforts to secure the border, which mm-hmm. makes it even worse. Listen, it really does. Action in action or one thing. If you want to be a lazy, you know, like, ah, what, whatever, it's not that important. That's one thing, right? The fat, lazy guy yeah. on the couch. But the guy who is actively opposing the things that you're doing on behalf of all, everybody, mm-hmm. that are take, they're taking him to court, they're, all that stuff. They're actively opposed to it. That makes it even worse. And it's, it's baffling to me. Um, and I, and I'll tell you that I think come November, <laughs> provided that president Biden is still running as a Democrat mm-hmm. candidate, um, yeah. he, that will kill him. That, right. that will end his mm-hmm. presidency will be the border, the security of the border. Right. Uh, oh, wait, and then that's right. That just reminded you just reminded me, um, of course, that this bill is is now has gotten killed or is getting killed. Uh, it's Trump's fault. It is Trump's fault. Of course. Of course, it's Trump's fault. They now they just let's everybody shift that blame over to Trump. It is Trump's fault because Trump doesn't want them to push that bill through so that it'll hurt Biden. Now, does would, would Trump like for that to happen? I mean, I don't know. Maybe he would. You know, maybe that maybe he is thinking that. I I don't know if he has that much control over everybody to maybe I'm wrong. I don't I, you know, what do I know? I, I'm just a just a girl sitting in front of her camera talking about stuff. What do I know? <laughs> but uh, it's just, you know, it gave me a little bit of a chuckle that, you know, yet another thing that everybody's just going to shift the blame to uh, to Donald Trump. And it's like, wow. <laughs> it's yeah. Another great Trump derangement syndrome. It's his fault. Yeah. He's not even in office. He's you know, <laughs> he wanted to put up the wall that everybody was opposed to. And now that they're putting a border bill in place to, to secure the border, now he yeah. doesn't want like it, it. This is the most absurd thing. Um, it, it's it's ridiculous, but it is. It's, it's pure. It's, it's pure politics. It's all about the image. It's all about optics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, blame the person that, you know, <clears throat> Yeah, it's the Democrats' fault. It's the Republicans' fault. It's everybody. It, it's it's crap. It's just a crap yeah. bill. It, it, it's it, a crap it, bill. Just a crap it bill. Um, and it's all it's all about politics. But I I am sincere when I say that I do think that the election, the the biggest issue in the election is going to be national security, mm-hmm. specifically our border. I, I yeah. Ta- it doesn't matter taxes. It doesn't matter um, any of it. It really uh, it does not a, not a thing. It is the border, the economy it doesn't matter. It is the border and national security that are going to be the 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 number one you know point of impact on people's you know decision mm-hmm. to vote who to vote for. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And of course, speaking of Trump, we must speak of the Trumpster. 
the Trumpinator. <laughs> we are going to talk about uh, his VP pick. Now, he floated out, I'm sure you guys all know, uh, a couple weeks ago, he floated out uh, that he knew who he was going to pick, uh, but he couldn't say, wouldn't say. And now he's put up uh, two names for for us to ponder. Uh, you called it. You called it. Christy Nome of uh, South Dakota. You called that one. And uh, Tim Scott, which is not a tremendous surprise, I don't think. Uh, he's a safe pick because we you know we called him milk toast and we called i think i called him milk toast yeah Uh, but accurate but not not as salt he is yeah and and your description is actually perfect because Mm -hmm. that's exactly what president trump said is like he counters my you know he counters my personality you know in that interview where he talked about him that's exactly what president trump said Mm -hmm. uh you know you got my personality but then you got his personality he was very complimentary of, of, of Tim Scott, you know, saying, you know, he said he he said he told Tim Scott himself, he goes, you know, you're a better candidate for me, a better campaigner for me than you are for yourself, right. which I thought was a very interesting take. And he's not wrong. No, uh, not at all. But, you know, I, I think in both of those cases, it's not hard to see, you know, you call it what you want. Uh, you know, the demographics are there, whether it's demographics are there. Knows, Absolutely. You know, it, the fact that she's a female is not going to be lost on anybody. If he picks Tim right. Scott, the fact that he's African-American is not going to be lost on anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, are they good candidates? Um, you know, it, it's almost impossible not to draw the Christy Noam, Sarah Palin comparison. I sure. think Christy Noam, sure. I think Christy Noam is, is presents better. I think Sarah yeah. Palin was actually really, really smart. And I think she was mm-hmm. a really good governor in Alaska. Unfortunately, she had that uh, Alaska hockey, you know, mom kind of accent. And everybody just thought she was an idiot. <laughs> yeah. They did. Yes. Christy Noem accents across. do it every time. <laughs> yeah. Christy Noem comes across very, very polished, right? Very, yeah. you know, um, non, no accent. You know, she's got that right. straight Midwest thing where she has no accent. Mm-hmm. Um, and she presents very well. Um, so she's not a she's not a bad pick, but I said this before. She's governing South Dakota. Mm-hmm. No offense, it's not all that difficult. Yeah. Everybody, right. you know, ninety percent of the state probably thinks the same. You know, it, it's a sparse population. I think the most mm-hmm. sparse in the union. Maybe North Dakota's mm-hmm. worse, but um, she's not even. It's not even as challenging as what Governor DeSantis does mm. in Florida, right? right? Right. Again, I'm not taking anything away from her, but governing South Dakota is not governing New York or California or Illinois or Texas or Florida. Um, Tim Scott, you know, um, I think we were both, I, I won't say unimpressed, but maybe it is unimpressed. Is it unimpressed? Is that what I you classify? I think it's kind of unimpressed. And I guess it's probably, you know, all of these uh, central figures have all in one way or another been very dynamic, whether you love them or you hate them. Uh, even even uh, Chris Christie yeah. is in his own uh, irritating way, for lack of a better word, 
dynamic. We're going to give him dynamic. He's not dynamic. I, I know. <laughs> Let's call him that. He, You watch him. You listen to him. And it's mostly, of course, to see what stupid thing he's going to say. But you're watching him. Uh, Nikki Haley, you're watching her. Vivek, you're watching him. Tim Scott, you kind of forget he's there. You know, he's... <laughs> and and it, it sounds like I'm being really mean to him. And the very thing that I'm sounding like I'm criticizing him for, I actually feel like could be a really good thing. I And I, I personally, maybe this may be a surprise after all the things I just said, I personally lean more towards him for a VP pick than I do Christy. Because I think Christy is like Trump in many ways. She models her herself and her beliefs. And I'm not saying that she doesn't believe it, uh, what she says and what she does. I, I, I believe that she does. Um, but she's not quite a female Trump. She's, she's not there. But Trump-like in opinions and presence and things like that, whereas Tim is a good balance, you know, like like Trump himself said, I think there's a great balance there. And you do have to look at, you know, you have to take very seriously that Donald Trump is what, 76, 77, I think he is. I'm not even sure, but he's in his 70s. Uh, he seems very robust, all of the things. However, you have to take into consideration that who is next in line if something should happen to the president? Who do you want to see? I'm not saying Christy Noem couldn't do a phenomenal job. I have no idea what kind of job she could do. I do know that because Tim Scott is so level, um, he might be might be very appealing in a lot of ways. So I, I'm, I'm sitting here like this, just wondering who who he will pick, who, he, who he's going to pick. I'm very, very curious. I I. I lean towards Tim Scott. What do you think? I, I think he's the better pick for, for mm -hmm. sure. Um, yeah. I really do think he is the better pick for all of those, all of those reasons. Mm -hmm. Now, if you go back though, and you think to, there was the one debate, I think it was the second, the second debate. He, mm -hmm. he got a little fiery, but, but that was one of those debates where everybody got fiery. So even when oh, he right. was riled up, he still got lost in the shuffle because everybody was riled up, you know? Right. Um, so he, I think, I don't think we've seen enough of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I think Christy Noam has taken great opportunities to put herself at the forefront. I think everybody who has paid attention has seen plenty of her. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I mean, she how she's taken on the administration with the whole um, Mount Rushmore Fourth of July celebration the last three right. years, right? Yep. So she's taken opportunities, and we've seen a lot of her. I don't think that we as a nation have seen enough of Tim Scott to make a a good solid read on him, um, right? But I do think I agree with you. I think he is the better candidate of the two uh, for the long term. Um, yeah. And again, you have to think plus four years. Right. right. And we've already yes. talked about the deal that DeSantis made. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you that happened. Yes. So four years from now, what happens to Trump's vice president? Right. Does Trump's vice president turn around and run for president? Right. Or does Trump's vice president turn around and go, you know what? It was a fun four years. I, I'm out. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. I think the thing you'll never see happen is whoever his vice president is turns around and says vice president for whoever for for DeSantis. You won't right. see that happen. 
happen. So you got to look even four years down the road. Although I don't know if President Trump really takes that into account. I don't think he cares all that much. I I guarantee he doesn't care about the GOP's opinion. Mm -hmm. But that that individual has to take that into account. So if it's Tim Scott, he has to think four years ahead and go, okay, well, if I take this, what do I do four years from now? Am I prepared Mm -hmm. to walk away and be done and be okay being a vice president? Am I going to run for president knowing that they made the deal with DeSantis? You know, Christy Noem's got to do the same thing. Now, in that case, I think that she is more apt to take the four years and turn around and walk away and go back to South Dakota. Mm -hmm. So I... I, I don't know. I don't know how all that plays into the decisions, but um, I, I think that Tim Scott is the better pick of, of the two. Just my look opinion. at that. We agree again. How about that? We got to stop that? doing it so much. I know we're going to, I know we're just, we're going to have to have like an argument over something and get really fired up. And I, I'm going to find one of these days, I'm going to pick a topic that you and I are going to adamantly disagree upon. It's um, going to happen. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. It'll probably surprise us too. It, it'll probably, I, yeah, I bet it will. I bet it will. <laughs> it'll be the, it'll the surprise Pepsi everyone. Coke, the Pepsi Coke argument, less filling <laughs> tastes great. I don't know. It'll be something along those lines. But yes, yeah, we'll find maybe something we'll, to, we'll have like a Whopper Big Mac argument at some point. <laughs> yes. It, and, oh. Or it will be something very, very, it'll be something stupid along those lines. It, it will. Yeah. But, but oh we'll find my gosh. something. I promise. We will. We will, guys. Don't you worry. You'll get to see us fight someday. Someday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, something we will not fight on. Our last thing we're throwing in here because it just happened. Uh, very sad news. Toby Keith, country star, country legend icon. Uh, just a great good old boy. Toby Keith uh, has passed away at age 62. Um, I'm assuming it's, of course, from he had stomach cancer, and I'm sure it was due to complications or deterioration from that. And uh, very, very sad. I am a Toby Keith fan. I've seen him in concert. Um, just, uh, you know, just a, a America loving man who who truly uh, shared his love for country uh, in everything he did, particularly his song. So very, very sad loss. And uh, yeah, I, I was really sad to hear that. Yeah. He was the, he was the voice for post nine 11. Yes. I mean, the red, white, and blue. I, I mean mm-hmm. that, you know, I, I still get, you know, a little bit of chills uh, from that, you know, being somebody who that obviously great impact on my life. Um, yes. Or if you want to have a lot of fun, go back and listen to the Taliban song, which is always entertaining. Um, it is. And, you can't go wrong with the, you know, red solo cup and, and, you know, should have been a cowboy and he was a great performer and, and yeah, he, it's a, it's a great loss for all of us. Yes, absolutely. So uh, I hope everybody takes a moment to raise their red solo cup in honor of Toby Keith, a great America loving man and a sad loss for, for the music industry and all of us who uh, loved his music. So, yeah. And I, I'm sorry to end us on a sad note, guys, but um, like I said, raise those red solo cups and uh, we'll, we'll have a toast for them. And uh, we will see you guys next week with more fascinating topics. Clay, send them out. Hey, as always for me, keep moving, keep shooting. Have a good week. Take care guys. <laughs>